two-party podcast, we use Anchor because it's such an easy platform to uh, get get advertising and sponsors over a variety of different areas where you can get your podcast heard on different platforms. Uh, it's easy to upload. It's easy to add content. It's easy to delete and edit. Um, it's just a very simple platform. Helps you get your get off the ground. Kind of help you get your podcast moving forward. Um, and simplifies a lot of things in the business that that typically you wouldn't know and you'd have to learn. So it, it does help with the learning curve. So we we really appreciate and use Anchor uh, as well as as many other platforms we've tried. Anchor seems to be the easiest. Good afternoon. This is Dean from the Two Party Podcast. We're here today. I want to have a little update talk. Uh, there was a, an announcement by the CDC uh, currently about the uh, reports, basically reports that there are only 6% or about 9,210 deaths recorded uh, were from actually COVID. The, the other 94% of the 153,504 deaths had two to three t uh, serious illnesses as well, and an overwhelming majority were of advanced age. So with that update, I thought it would be a great time to discuss um, that update, as well as a lot of the other things going on around the world. Um, we hear from both sides of the issue uh, that the issue is fake, that this is um, just simply something as, as common as the cold or a flu. Um, we hear people on the other side saying that it's, it's an absolute fear mongering of the media and the government and that there's really no threat at all. Um, we do know that this is a, a, a real virus. We do know uh, just reality, science-based. This is, you know, something that has taken lives and can take lives, uh, whether it's with complications or without. Uh, people have died from just COVID um, and the onset of the symptoms. So I just thought I'd get into a little bit of that. I wanted to give that update as I find those numbers to be astonishing. Um, with We know we're in an election year. We know... There's a lot of political stuff going on in our world, and um, and all, and there will be. There always will be. Uh, but here on the Two Party Podcast, we try to stay pretty neutral in the middle. Um, I have my opinions on things. That's not not to sway the show or or take away from what the facts are. And um, we can always dig deep and find facts, and that's what we look for on this show. Uh, we want to present the facts. We want to we want to hear all sides of it, but we definitely want to present the facts first. Um, so I just thought I'd put that out there with the CDC's reporting on that 6%. Um, that's an enormous announcement, um, really a, an unprecedented, I guess you could say, which, which seems to be the new word going around uh, in this past couple years is uh, because we've all thought 150,000 plus people dying was crazy and it's been pushed that that's an insane number uh, of people just to die of this and we're not taking it seriously enough and uh, our president's not doing enough um, and that somebody else can come in and do better. And uh, looking at these numbers and looking at that announcement, that kind of, I don't know that anybody could do better. Uh, I think that this president has done everything in his power to handle something that's never been handled. And I think uh, a good point that was brought up to me is uh, looking at those numbers, I think, and you look at the data, you, and I, I'll add a link um, once we put this on our page and once we put this onto YouTube and some of our other platforms, we'll put a link directly to the data and the charts from CDC that, that verify this. Um, but I think it's important to note that our 
as we continue to do testing, as the president and the administration has said, as we continue to do testing, of course, we're going to find new positive numbers. Those numbers are going to continue to rise uh, as far as positive cases. What we're not going to see or what we're not seeing, I should say, is we're not seeing an increase in the deaths, uh, which I find to be interesting. We're not seeing a, a, a severe increase as we were before, a big overwhelming um, spike in the deaths. So I think what we're what I would like to believe we're seeing here is we're seeing positive cases being reported, which means people have it. We know it's being spread just like the flu, just like a cold, just like any other uh, thing that could be contagious or spread. Uh, what we're seeing is it's definitely being testing positive and out there. But what we're also seeing, which I guess could be the, the, the lighter side of things, is that we're not seeing as many deaths. And according to this new report, we're actually the numbers show that this hasn't been quite as deadly as we thought, except to those that had the compromised immune systems and those uh, of older, uh, the older age uh, demographic. So I believe what we're seeing here is, is a big drastic change. And of course, nobody wants to jump on a an immediate bandwagon due to, you know, hey, this is definitely going to be this is it. This determines we need to open up and go with it. You know that we still have to do a safe response. Um, I hate seeing businesses closing. I hate seeing uh, uh, people's lives affected by something that um, I think in a lot of people's minds is, is an overstepping response or overreaching response to a virus. Um, we know in the past we've never seen anything like this. Um, we didn't see this for chicken pox. We didn't see this for smallpox. We didn't see this for uh, Ebola, the swine flu. Uh, you name the, the virus that's gone around. And this is the first time in the world that we've ever literally shut down a global economy or shut down nations um, in, an, in, an, in a solution to, sh to stop a virus or to prevent the spread of a virus. Um, it very interesting, uh, very interesting, the response that we've all had and then, um, how this all plays out in the future will be, um, I guess something that our life in our lifetime will be one of the, the most amazing things to see. Uh, what it does also make me think about is how we in the future will continue to respond to these viruses. Uh, or respond to new viruses? Uh, how will we continue to respond to, I guess, the fear of the unknown, uh, for lack of, of a better term? Uh, I feel that it's very likely we could continue on this path, uh, especially politically. Uh, I feel that this has been, COVID has been not just a um, a devastating blow to our economy and our nation and, and people, our citizens' lives. Uh, it has been around the world globally to every nation that, that ha it has affected. And I find it has also become a very good political weapon. And uh, the fact that it can be used as a political weapon to scare people into uh, falling in line with a political belief or falling in line with a political party or at the very worst of it, uh, falling in line with bashing your neighbor or uh, tearing down cities or, you know, which kind of overlooks the fact that if we're going to go destroy everything, but yet we're in the middle of a pandemic, 
Um, it's very ironic that we would say that this isn't politically weaponized. Um, and that being said, where is the future for this? So are we looking at every time there's a severe virus or some unknown contagion that gets out or is discovered, do we shut down world economies and global economies? Do we go back into a lockdown um, for whatever reason it may be or whatever outbreak it may be uh, until we have the facts as we have with this one? Because in the beginning, we, you know, we, we found, OK, nope, it was from China. It wasn't from China. Uh, we discover that initially, yes, it potentially probably was from China. Uh, now we know more facts about it and, and it has spread and it, it's kind of been around for a little longer than what they suspected. So do we shut down everything and, until we get all the facts just to be safe? And uh, I guess that makes you wonder um, how many people, how many families were affected by smallpox, Ebola, swine flu, uh, people that lost their lives, but we didn't shut down. Do we hold past administrations accountable? Do we say uh, lives were lost that should not have been lost because of the response of previous administrations to viruses then? And this administration has now set a precedent to show that this is the response that we should have to save lives and others have not. Uh, it's, it brings an interesting uh, perspective to it. So that was something I wanted to bring up. I thought that update needed to be brought to our, our audience's attention. Um, whether you, you know, no matter what side you see it on or view it on or what your perspective is, um, I'm here to listen. Uh, if you want to reach out to us at twopartypodcast at gmail.com, uh, you can go to our website. You can uh, submit on the contact page. You can submit a form. Uh, if you want to be on the show and discuss facts or discuss your side or perspective of things, that's what we are here for. Uh, I look forward to having that conversation with anybody um, that would like to be on the show. Um, we can record live uh, remotely and uh, you can get your opinion out there. Uh, you can agree or disagree with what I talk about. Um, that's what I'm here for. Um, so let's go. Let's move forward a little bit. Um, the other news that I'm looking at today that I find uh, is pretty, pretty interesting uh, goes back to the same thing, but uh, more on the anti-lockdown protests. Um, boy, is this a hot topic. Um, we've got protesters by the thousands, tens of thousands of people uh, protesting in other countries uh, about anti-lockdown, uh, overreach of government. Um, taking human rights, civil rights away um, due to the lockdown and the policing of it. Uh, what we're seeing is in Germany, Brazil, United Kingdom, Chile, um, London, many, 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 many of these nations are seeing just an overwhelming response by the citizens who disagree with this lockdown at this time. They, they, everybody, I think, is on the same page and enough is enough. And uh, hey, us as humans, we get impatient. We very we get very unsettled. Uh, I feel we have done the best we can with this virus, and I don't think that there's really anything we can do more. Uh, the talk of a vaccine sounds good. Um, should that come along, great. Um, if you're if you're one that wants to go take a vaccine and and supposedly help cure or remove it or protect you from getting it or dying of the symptoms, whatever the vaccine may claim it does, 
um, that's great. Uh, but for those who are not going to vaccinate, um, I think it's I think we're at a peak now that there's not much more the government can do for us. There's not much more that the CDC or any scientist other than making a vaccine or something to protect a medication or a prescription of something. I don't think there's much more we can do. Uh, do we stop living our lives until that happens? I think that would be absolutely absurd. Uh, I think at this point in time, we've we've reached a, a peak of it's time to start reopening and then utilizing the, the systems we have put in place with PPE and all the different you know, mask. If you're a business that that supports wearing a mask, do it. If you're a biz, if you're requiring your customers to wear a mask, ask them to honor that. If they don't want to honor that, let them take their business elsewhere. Don't try to hold them to it. Uh, it should be their choice if they want to wear a mask in your business or not wear a mask in your business, just as it is your choice to ask them to wear a mask in your business or not. Um, I believe we've come to a point where it's time to reach common ground and the common ground is freedom. And I, I, I'm one to speak freedom whenever any topic comes up of any kind. I feel the number one word is the F word that should come up. We should immediately step in on any subject from looking from both sides and we should bring in the F word freedom. Are we providing freedom as a business by giving our customer a choice? As a customer, are we provide giving others businesses our freedom by choosing where we want to shop and spend our money? I think the, the word freedom should fall into the perspective of almost any topic we speak of when it comes to our actual choices. Uh, I feel that we we genuinely as a, as a society, uh, we we are spoiled especially here in America. We, we have it. We have it very good as opposed to other countries and nations that are still suffering from from many other things besides COVID. But I, I feel we've reached a point where there's there's no more that the government's going to do for our country and businesses and nation other than maybe try to hand us some money. That's really not enough to sustain our, our families. Uh, I feel it's time that we start to open up under smart circumstances. Uh, if you're a business that you you want to be safe or keep your customers safe, that should be your option. Freedom. Uh, if you're a business that says, welcome one and all, I don't care what you do and wear a mask. We're going to wipe it down. We're going to clean. We're going to do our best to protect you. Freedom. Do it. If you're a customer and you're you're going to a store and, and they don't require masks and you're upset and irate that someone's in that store, freedom. It's not your choice. It's their choice. It is your choice to walk away from that store. That's your freedom. You can choose to go in that store. Or you can choose to leave that store. Uh, just like the person that chooses not to wear the mask doesn't have to go in your friend's store that does have the mask mandate. Um, so I feel we've reached a point where it's time to move forward. Uh, it's time to open the floodgates, get our businesses up and running, help families that are suffering. Um, some of the statistics you see on, on alcoholism rise, you're seeing people that are just turning to alcoholism uh, and drinking more. You're seeing more domestic violence and abuse. You're seeing kids being abused, kids that have been abused that are forced to stay home with the abusers. Uh, you're seeing uh, severe cases of anxiety and depression. You're seeing a uh, rise in the rates of suicide. You're seeing um, just 
outlandish things when you force somebody to be in a realm they've never been in. I mean, this is all uncharted territory for each and every one of us. Um, the most important thing we got to remember is look out for each other, look out for our neighbor, uh, put our family first. You know, I, I, I always like to say put our family first, but let's be real. We're all in this together. We're all one family. So if you're, you know, I'm putting my family first, I'm going to protect my family. I get it. I love you. But we're all one family. And by protecting our neighbor and protecting our businesses and our clients and our customers as a family, that's what we have to do. Uh, and we have to treat it as we are all one family. We cannot just uh, look out for our household because our household could be the sick household spreading it or our household could be the one that's not had it yet, but we'll get it. Um, so when we look out for each other and everybody around us as a family and we treat our, our business, our local businesses and our neighbors and our friends and, um, you, you know, uh, me and my wife had an instant. We were in the store uh, uh, last week and, you know, there was some elderly people walking around and you could see the, the, the fear on their face as they came near us. Now, we were in a Lowe's where they do not require masks. Um, it is optional. Uh, so we we literally were just we had our mask in our hand. We walked in the store with our masks. We took them off as we were shopping and we would walk past uh, some elderly people. and We would notice the, the, their, the fear on their face. We would notice their expression, uh, obviously just their eyes. But you would notice their expression that they were um, maybe a little upset that we weren't wearing ours. So we would put it on and then they would pass by us. We would pass by them. I would, you know, nudge my wife. Hey, babe, we need to put that on real quick. Uh, somebody's coming, you know, down our aisle or coming close. And we did. And, you know, it's it's just having a common courtesy, having respect for your neighbors. Um, and, and I like to go back to how I was raised, having respect for your elders. Uh, we want to take care of our elderly. We want to take care of them just like we want to take care of our own children. Um, the way those elderly got where they are is because someone took care of them throughout their life from a young age. And as much as we take care of our children, we also need to take care of our elderly. And so out of respect, we, I carry a mask. My wife carries a mask. Our opinion on it, um, I think it should, again, be the F word, freedom. Um, if, I, if I choose not to wear that mask, I don't have to. Uh, I just worked uh, as an inspector for the election board uh, here in Tulsa. Uh, ran one of the polls here. Uh, we were required all day to wear masks. We were required every uh, 20 to 30 minutes to wipe down all the equipment, wipe down the booths, wipe down the tables. Uh, we had six foot plus tape marks to keep people socially distanced. Uh, we followed every protocol that you would potentially want to follow as your as a business or um, if you really want to go overwhelmingly into it, we, we kind of overdid it in, in as much as we could to protect the people, to, to protect the people coming in to vote, to, to make them feel safe. Um, and and did, I, did I enjoy it? No, it, it, I had a mask on for over 12 hours and then still had to, to drop off the uh, ballots and stuff. So about a 14 hour day wearing a mask. Uh, it sucked. Uh, makes, makes me realize what our healthcare workers are going through. Um, and, and I respect them and I respect our first responders and the police and the people that are, are working more than an eight hour day and forcefully having to wear these masks due to the, the restrict the regulations. Um, but, but we did that. We, we got through it, uh, you know, um, on a whole nother topic, voting is safe. I mean, we, I ran that election, uh, uh, ran that, that precinct, 
Um, we had no issues. We had a few people come in there that refused. And I mean, belligerently refused and made it very, very, very obvious. They weren't wearing a mask. They didn't want to wear a mask and we weren't going to force them to wear a mask, but they were there to vote because it's the right. And we allowed them to. And they came in and they did their thing. We went and wiped the booth down, followed them through and, and, and got them out the door. And uh, and again, freedom. If that's what that person felt, great. Um, let them do their thing, get their vote in and get out. So um, on a side note, you know, when the election comes here in November, if you, if, you know, you're worried about voting, uh, your, your precincts are safe. Your precincts should be providing all the PPE and, and safety equipment for the workers. And the workers that are there should be doing their part to keep the place clean, wiped down and sanitized. And so you're safe to show up in person. Uh, we had a bunch of people come with the mail-ins. We had, uh, which we can't accept, it was already past the deadline. So we just had them vote in person. Uh, we had a lot of, a lot of interesting things come up, but the people that wanted to wear masks, they came and there was no problem. And uh, I, I, you know, the voting thing, I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I don't see where this, the, where we can do anything better again with this COVID uh, to, to have to keep keeping everything shut down. I don't see why we're still even having the conversation of keeping things shut down because there's nothing more this administration can do. And there's nothing more that another administration can do. And there's nothing more that any healthcare facility in the world is going to do to change the reaction and the, I guess, dynamic of this virus. Um, we are, we have learned as much as we can at this point and we'll continue to learn more, but we can't just stop our lives and our nations and our livelihoods and watch as our neighbors lose their businesses and go bankrupt, lose their houses into foreclosure. Uh, they're our family. We have to look out for our family. And in order to do so, no matter what a political party you're affiliated with, look out for your neighbor help this economy get going again, help us open up and get these businesses going to get your neighbor a job, whether you're on the same side of the aisle or whether you don't see eye to eye as a neighbor. Um, it's time. It's time to really start looking into the options of getting past this, putting it behind us and treating it as what it is, which is a virus we have zero control over. We have zero control over the spread. Um, we, we know the CDC has gone back and forth with how, how we can catch it, can't catch it. It's airborne. It's not airborne. It's surface related. It's not surface related, uh, round and round. And it's just time that we just say enough's enough. It is a virus that we know is dangerous. It can be deadly. The best we can do is take care of ourselves in every practice throughout our day, from the time we wake up to the time we come back home to our home. Uh, and throughout our travels, we wash our hands, we sanitize if we need, if we don't have a place to wash our hands, use, use uh, antibacterial uh, cleaning stuff for our hands, uh, wear the mask when you have to wear the mask. If you choose to wear the mask, wear it all day if you want, um, but keep one on you out of respect for your family, your neighbors. Um, continue to do that. Uh, those are things even after we say, okay, enough, this is the day that COVID ends and we move forward as a nation, still do those things, still wash your hands. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be having to be said, but still wash your hands, still, uh, still get the antibacterial, everything, uh, bring a mask with you still, cause you don't know if you're going to be around someone sick. 
Um, the last thing I want to do is go to a local health department where you know people are sick because they're there to be treated and not have a mask on me these days. I mean, obviously. So just common sense things. So sorry I got sidetracked. You'll, if you know me, you know I'll do that. Um, back to where I was is the anti-lockdown protests around the world. So I'm looking at just one article um, where we've got a whole bunch of just uh, rallies, tens of thousands of people showing up in the UK, um, you name it, Germany, uh, Chile's got protests going on. I mean, we've got countries that are, that are going through the same thing we're going through. And us as a nation, we're sitting here watching, just in America, we're watching day in and day out, day 80 of protests in Portland over Black Lives Matter, and they do. Um, but I'm going to say it, all lives matter. Uh, if we're going to go ahead and put one life ahead of another life, we're not treating our neighbors as family. We're not showing the unity and the love that we're supposed to show. Um, it, 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 every life matters. Every single life matters. Um, do, does protesting peacefully uh, bring attention to a cause? Yes, always has. That's what it was always about. Does any portion of violence in a protest deter from it? Correct, it does. If, if there's going to be violence and, and assaults and deaths and shootings and burning buildings and businesses, uh, it is not acceptable. It is 100% not going to help the cause. Um, one of the things I find interesting is you know, there was the discussion of the one uh, I believe it was one of the younger children speaking out for Black Lives Matter, and she had mentioned about, well, we're going to loot these businesses because they're insured. Uh, what was never what was never mentioned there, and I think probably that that child, I say, because she was young, uh, maybe it wasn't mentioned or taught to her that just because you have insurance, I've wrecked cars before, many of them, uh, I've used home insurance. Uh, it does not pay everything and it does not pay for a business to have insurance and they lose all their merchandise, which on most of these businesses, their shelves are stocked. If you're a big retail store or you're a retail person, you know how distributorships work. Uh, you're the, you're a distributor of a product. Uh, and sometimes you may or may not have paid for that product. It's just on your shelf. And the insurance is going to pay the person that distributed that to you, but they're not paying you for the damage that's been done to your store in order to steal that product. And so you may not get reimbursed for that money. Um, the other thing is the time it takes to make a business, build a business. Um, I, I've owned several businesses, still running one right now, construction company. Uh, I look at I look at how much time I've spent building my repertoire with my my clients. My reputation in the industry, uh, the, the, my, trying to fine tune my skills in the industry to to be able to provide a better product for people. Um, I just look at all the work and time away from my family, working seven days, literally working seven days a week. You know, you hear that, that people say, "Oh, I've been working 14 hours Monday through Friday." Uh, you know, for for some of us business owners that start from scratch, we don't have a handout, we didn't get a bank loan, we didn't use a business plan. We literally just turnkey went out and just started a business, said, we're going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, 
my insurance isn't going to pay me back for my time. Uh, when it takes you to, you know, an establish a business, it takes you a year to two years to really get your foot in the ground, get clients, get a name base, get your brand out there. And you're being told your insurance is just going to handle it. If I come break in your business, steal everything out of it and destroy it. And that is just an utter false statement uh, and, and a misinformed statement at that. Um, and I think it's it's almost scary to know that maybe some of the younger generation believe that insurance just covers everything. Uh, kind of like getting, you know, a trophy to every kid in, in the contest type of thing. Um, insurance will not. You will lose most of these businesses that have been burnt and destroyed like that. They won't come back. Some of the bigger chains may come back, but it really is going to depend on the market. Uh, if that business was in a location that it actually produced enough profit to justify the insurance claim for the major chain to come back and rebuild. If it's not, if it's in a city like uh, Minneapolis is, is prime example, they burnt that place to the ground. Uh, there's a lot of major big chain businesses there that will and have already said they will not rebuild there. Even, even though the market there for their business was huge and they did make a profit because they were the only big businesses of that dynamic in that community, they will not come back. That insurance will not pay that major chain what they lost, nor will it pay the store owner or franchise owner. Um, so it's saddening to see these things due to this pandemic. Um, and again, I, I know I'm sidetracking a little bit, but there's so much on my mind with this, this these announcements with this COVID. Um, but again, back to, I mean, I'm looking at these protests. Um, so back on topic with these protests, we've got, I mean, you've got people that are just giving speeches on court and, and, and in front of, you know, German, right on the steps of the, in London, they're doing these protests and speeches. Um, you've got uh, people being arrested nonstop. So you've got people in Hyde Park in London, Britain. Uh, being arrested. Uh, you've got people in Hong Kong in the middle of having legislators brawling. Uh, you've got so many things going on. It's hard to turn your back on or say in any way, shape or form that we're probably heading down a bad path here. Um, so it's just something to think about. Um, we'll get into that on the next episode. Uh, but right now I, I'm looking at some more stuff. So I'm going to stop this one. I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for listening. Uh, this will be a short one. Thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to, to hearing from you.